Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the team. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number three, the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. And you know, Mountainland Supply is the official Rainbird Golf irrigation supplier in the state of Utah. They also, right now, while they're not servicing grass, which is under snow and ice and frozen tundra, uh, they also have your needs for this time of year with snow shovels, ice melt, all of that. It's available uh, for you. If you go to mountainlandsupply.com, you can find the location nearest you. They also, of course, have their uh, plumbing division, which has their bathroom fixtures and all of that that you hear Hans Olsen talk about on a regular basis. So check them out at mountainlandsupply.com and uh, certainly feel privileged to have Mountainland supporting our show here on Real Golf Radio. They're huge supporters of the game of golf and the golf courses and superintendents around this great state of Utah as well. So hats off to Mountainland Supply. Check them out. When you need something, give them a call and, uh, and find the location nearest you at mountainlandsupply.com. Bob, uh, here we go, 2021, and this is our kickoff show for the year, year number 22 of hosting Real Golf Radio, and a special shout-out to all of our friends here on 1280 The Zone, all of our listeners uh, here on our uh, flagship station, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's uh, a privilege to be with you once again for another season as we talk golf and uh, bring a little bit of the PGA Tour uh, home to you on a Saturday morning, so we appreciate you tuning in. Just a reminder, you can catch us online at realgolfradio.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at realgolf, and we'd love to have you join the conversation. Give us your comment and feedback there at Twitter, at realgolf, at realgolfradio on the so- other social sites as well. But hey, it's great to see Tony Finau and his family this week out at Maui playing the Tournament of Champions. How we wish that he would have qualified for that by picking up win number two of his career on the PGA Tour. However, thanks to his great season that got him into the Tour Championship, he was invited due to the changes uh, to the qualifications because of COVID COVID-19, he was invited, Mm -hmm. among others, to compete and participate this week in Maui. Well, and that's always a great event to be able to, for those guys to be able to go over and play in that golf tournament, play there in Maui at Kapalua. And uh, it's, you know, Tony's had the opportunity to play it um, once before, and now um, he gets gets another opportunity. It was fun seeing pictures of him and his family all standing there in the warm sunshine with with the palm trees behind him. And that type of thing. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun to kick off the actual 2021 year there in Hawaii with this week at Kapalua and next week um, in Honolulu at uh, at the Sony. So coming into the year, Tony Finau, 31 years young. He turned pro back in 2007. He's 18th in the world as far as golf rank is concerned uh comes in number 40 on the fedex cup that's pretty irrelevant as uh, really uh, hardly any um uh, of the season has been played his scoring average so far 69.3 and i'll tell you, you keep it under you keep it in a 69 or even creep into that 68 range you're going to be doing just fine i think the biggest thing for tony is the results you know trying to improve on a season a year ago where, you know, again, let's not forget he was playing some good golf 
coming mm-hmm. into the beginning of the year, and especially at the Phoenix Open, man, was that a heartbreaker! And that led that led to the the song, uh, you know, when will Tony Finau win again? To set to Ario Speedwagon <laughs> by uh, I forget his name right now, but he's brilliant on Twitter, Sam, I think, something like that. But uh, you know, that that was a heartbreaker uh, that he wasn't yeah. able to get that one done and lost in that playoff to mm, Webb Simpson. Exactly, and 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 then after that, it was you know again finishing second. He was coming off of uh, you know great playing at the president's cup tied for sixth at farmers had the runner-up finish there at waste management and then tied 51st at uh, riviera missed a cut um at at the arnold palmer and then of course the players championship was canceled and when he came back out of that you know you look at a t23 t33 missed the cut at the travelers t53 rocket mortgage eighth at memorial tied for third at the 3m tied for 65th at uh, wgc at firestone or st jude rather Tied for fourth at the PGA, missed the cut at the Northern Trust, tied for fifth at BMW, and then ended up 17th at the Tour Championship. So that's how he wrapped up the 2020 season. Then, of course, he jumped to 2021. A lot of focus with Tony going into the Masters, how he's played that so well. And it was his worst finish so far um, with a T38 at Augusta, although he did have a top 10 at the U.S. Open yes. at, uh, at Wingfoot. So with all of that, uh, what do you expect out of Tony uh, for, um, let's see. And by the way, let me throw this at you too, Bob. He did okay. make just shy of $3 million in 2020, yeah. in 20 events. Uh, yep. In 2021, he's played five so far, and he's made seven, almost $800,000. There you go. Tony, um, I think Tony, it's, I've said this before and many, many times, it's a matter of breaking through and getting his next win. And I think when that happens, He's he's going to be off the schneid, so to speak, and it's going to become more comfortable for him uh, to be able to win more golf tournaments. Currently, right now, he's ninth in the Ryder Cup standings. Um, there is six picks and uh, six captains picks. So Tony wants to continue or he needs to continue to play well like he does. Um, and he will. And I think he's definitely a guy, even if he doesn't make it in points, he's a guy that's probably going to get a pick because of how he's done many, many times or over the times that he's played in the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup. He, uh, of course, at the Phoenix Open, uh, you know, a lot of players were honoring Kobe Bryant, rightfully so. But mm-hmm. Tony was a was a, a big Laker fan. He signed yep. a contract over the offseason that he will now become an official Jazz fan. Yes. So my question is, is if he rolls into Phoenix on that 16th tee wearing a Donovan <laughs> Mitchell jersey, does that is that going to be just what he needs to push him over them? Although the Jazz are not playing great right now, I should say that. I don't want to jinx him. But, you know, he did, he did sign on as an official Jazz fan. So I'm just hoping that maybe he needs a little bit of mojo, a little local mojo that might yeah. just get him over the top. Well, the thing about Phoenix is there's only going to be 8,000 000- people playing there and those they're they're not going to be three or four three tier grandstands there there may be some grandstands but it's going to be social distancing and not as many people around that green so i'll tell you what i I don't think it's going to be a big deal i don't think so either but i i will say this about tony i just continually be impressed i I continue to be there he lives in phoenix now too part of the year he does i i just continue to be impressed with the way he handles himself he continues to play great golf he's had nine top tens in the last 12 months and yep. he just he's you know he's he's a great player he's making money he's 
being successful. He's making the Ryder and President's Cup teams. He's making it to the Tour Championship. He's he just yep. has just because he's not winning doesn't mean that what he is doing is unsuccessful. And not only that, but he is managing his persona, his social media, his family all along the way, and just being a great representative from the state. And uh, I just I'm super proud of what Tony's doing, and I, I think we all should be. We're all anxious to see him win. He's anxious to get back in the winner's circle. But I just mean, yes. because he hasn't won, I don't think he is being unsuccessful out there on the PGA Tour by any means. I agree with you 100%. Golf Digest had a little uh, thing on social media. They said, what do you think is going to be um, the most surprising story of 2021? And I threw out, Tony Fino will win multiple times with one major. That would be the story. Of 2021. That would be the story. No question about it. And I'm hoping for that. All right. Well, hey, you know what? If you don't start there, then how can it actually happen, Bob? You got to start right. with that that hope. And, you know, Tony's been playing some great golf. We could take the time to run down his stats. But, uh, I mean, the man is playing some golf. Hey, by the way, this uh, segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Remember, go to blackdesertresort.com. That Tom Weiskopf Championship course is underway down in St. George. Super exciting. I mean, this thing is going to be an amazing resort atmosphere, unlike with anything we've seen in southern Utah. World-class dining and shopping. You've got... Uh, um, uh, a full community resort experience there, a hotel, um, the golf course, that's driving range is going to be phenomenal with views for days. Remarkable within reach. That's their mantra. And they have these real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. Well, it's time to get out to our good friend Rex Hoggard, who joined us from Golf Channel. And uh, we caught up with him, kicking off 2021, hitting some of the big stories and storylines and things to watch with Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel right now. Rex, how are you, man? 22 years. You guys have been legal to drink for a full year. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's been something. I never, when we set out on this thing back in 1999, I think the Golf Channel was about four years, three or four years old at the time. And, and we decided, Hey, let's do something along these lines. And, and, uh, it's been fun. We've had a good run and, and a fun ride. And, you know, the best part for me is getting a chance to meet great folks like yourself and be out on the road a little bit. I, I actually don't envy the travel you do. I'm actually quite content to not travel as much as you do, but I know you wish you traveled a little more, especially this week, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to start, you know, nicking off places on the calendar, Maui, isn't a bad one. And it's always like, I love doing Maui and it's such a weird thing to say, but I actually enjoy Honolulu. You and I guys were just talking before we came on. I like to surf. And so actually surfing is better in Honolulu. So the Sony open is probably more important to me than Maui, but both of them are really cool. So do you go up the North shore and surf? No, I'm not that kind of surfer. (laughs) I'm 53 (laughs) years old. I grew up in Florida. I wish. So I'm, I'm fine in Waikiki. I enjoy myself. Long board or short board? Uh, the short board, but okay. it's gotten long. It's gotten a little bit bigger. As every year, I get a little bit older. It grows about an inch. It seems like it's because that's the weight I put on. Is oh, I see. Okay, I was gonna say, is that is, is that a weight thing or is that a skill thing? Is this kind of like you got to move t- move up tees as you get older, or is I mean, is that the way surfers measure skill set? Is the the length of the board? Kind of. Yes, exactly. Well, once you get to a certain age and, and actually I've started the paddleboard surf because then you're standing up when you start anyway. It's, it's what I totally classify as old man surfing. I'll own it <laughs> and go. I enjoy myself nonetheless. I'm down with that. Have you ever tried the skimboarding? 
I have, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Florida, so we, we did it all. We did wakeboarding, skimboarding, anything that had to do with the water, we were doing it. Gotcha. All right. That's cool. Well, good for you. I'm envious. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen a beach for some time with this COVID travel and, and such. But, hey, you know, one of the things that I love that you guys do at GolfChannel.com is your punch shots. And I thought it was really uh, quite informative and entertaining to watch you all go back and forth on some of the, the big stories of uh, 2021 and some of the expectations. Uh, one of the, the first things that was out there was what's going to be the biggest story for 2021. And you were pretty quick to jump out right at COVID-19 um, still impacting the professional tours. Uh, t- tell us what your thoughts are and kind of what we can, exp- what you think we can expect uh, from uh, the way that it'll continue to impact it. Well, we kind of did it on a podcast after we'd already written them. So myself and Ryan Lather went on the podcast and I did not know what he had written. Uh, he'd had an idea. He got a look at what I had done. So, his was the Ryder Cup, which in, yeah. under any of the normal circumstances, I'm always going to agree because the Ryder Cup is always just the one thing at the end of the year we're always talking about. And it's not only proximity-driven. It's not because it happened late in the year. It's because something special happened. I mean, it always seems like there's something that comes from that the matches that we're always talking about. This particular year, even with a Ryder Cup, I just think that going forward, and today was a perfect example. I mean, I, there's going to be things about COVID-19 that are going to continue to impact golf, going to continue to impact our lives on a day-to-day basis. And we certainly saw it in 2020. I don't know if that's going to change in 2021, but I feel like we're getting on the other side of it, where we're starting to talk about when a fan's going to come back. We're starting to talk about what's it going to be like at the Ryder Cup when we have maybe 10,000 people. I mean, that's wishful thinking, but maybe 10,000 people on the golf course. What's it going to be like when we get back to something closer to normal? So that, to me, it's a good thing, but I still think it's going to dominate the headline. So, so talking about COVID-19, one of the questions you were asked about was full crowds. Um, and how you mentioned 10,000, uh, and, and the players championship, um, is that, is that what you're thinking about as full crowds or is it going to be full blown? Like it's always been. And do you, do we expect to see anything at Augusta? Uh, my actual answer was, I don't think we, we get back to full crowds in 2021. And that's simply, I'm not being pessimistic at all. I just think that given yeah. where we are right now in the state of the universe, I mean, we're going to California in a few weeks. And I'm working on a story right now about how difficult that is for the PGA Tour, given where California right is right now in the pandemic. I mean, it's in a very, very difficult spot. That being said, I do point to the Players' Championship, and it's not about – where it falls on the calendar. As we all know, that was the last event where we had full crowds in March before the pandemic shut everything down. I think it has more to do with location in Florida. I live in Florida. Trust me, I I have a very good understanding of how the government in Florida sort of embraces a little bit more of a progressive approach when it comes to the pandemic. We've already started allowing fans at football games. We've started allowing them at basketball games. So I can imagine that by the time we get here in March, for the Players' Championship, that the government's going to be open to whatever the PGA Tour is going to want to do. That being yeah. said, my guess is it's going to be something close to, I think the number that they're looking at right now for the Waste Management Phoenix Open is around 8,000 a day. And so given that is sort of the benchmark, I think by the time we get to March, I don't know that 10,000 a day, maybe 12,000 a day is out of the question, as long as we continue to move on the timeline that we're moving right now, where we have a vaccine, and where hopefully we're moving in a little bit better direction when it comes to the pandemic. 
Rex Hogger joining us here from Golf Channel on Real Golf Radio. Um, oh yeah, we do hope for the best, and obviously everything has to play out as it needs to. Uh, but it would be good to see eight thousand fans isn't even enough to fill the sixteenth green uh, at TPC uh, Scottsdale. So I mean, there's that, right? Um, some of the other things that you threw out there uh, that I thought was interesting was um, some of the players. You know, DJ Justin Thomas. Rory McIlroy, will he finally get a major? Talk about some of the players that intrigue you for this season. Uh, I, I think one of the things that we brought up was, will Dustin Johnson repeat at Augusta in, in April? And uh, this goes along with another question about who you think is going to be the player of the year, not so much the player of the year officially on the PGA Tour, but kind of the player of the 2021. And I picked DJ simply because when you look at his body of work right now, when you look at statistically – I don't know that anyone is playing the game better than him right now. So I guess my challenge would be, tell me why you would pick anyone else besides DJ right now. And yes, things will change. And I know players evolve and sort of form comes and goes. However, I just think DJ is just playing the game at such a level. I find it hard to believe that he would not be the player of 2021. That being said, I did not pick him to, to win back to back at the Masters, which is going to be odd because it's going to be five months apart having played the Masters in November. And that's largely because the, a Masters in April, as we all know, is just different than what it was in November. Yeah. I mean, the golf course plays differently. There's a different vibe to it. Hopefully we'll have fans or patrons there. All of these things that go into it, it, it it's tall order. There's a reason why there have been only a handful of guys who've gone back to back at Augusta National. And I think that pressure, and it means a lot. I mean, Dustin talked about it earlier this week in Maui. I mean, that was very, very special to him. And I'm sure the emotions will be evident that particular week. And I just think there, there's so many other guys that will be in contention. I find it hard to believe that he can contend there again. What about uh, what about some of the other players? Um, you, you know, as Brian mentioned, Rory. Um, what about some of the other players? Who, who, um, who are some of the guys that haven't won a major or that are kind of under the radar that you feel might have a pretty good chance at majors this year? I think when you talk about guys who are under the radar, you start looking at some of the younger players and certainly a guy like Matthew Wolf, who I don't know if you would really call him under the radar. I mean, he's done some very, very special things in a very short amount of time on the PGA tour. But when you look at what he did at Wingfoot at the U S open, and I mean, he beat everyone except for Bryson and Bryson was just special that way. So you would have to look at Matthew and think, yes, there's going to be a golf course. There's going to be a week where he crops up and does something very, very similar to that. Colin Morikawa, who has won a major, but I would think that given his game and given his skill set, I just don't know that you could really count him out on any particular week for any reason other than, okay, he doesn't hit the ball 350 yards, but everything else is very, very good. Uh, you, you look at a young player like Victor Hovland. So all of these young guys, I think, are going to start making their statements at, at the events that matter, and it's the major championships. That's what we focus on. That's what we talk about. And I think those players know it, and that's where they're going to start making a statement. What do you expect from Rory? I know we've mentioned it a couple times, but directly, he is an interesting story. Uh, hasn't won a major in seven years. I mean, that is quite remarkable. And, uh, you know, he's been getting a little bit of criticism and that heat is ratcheting up a little bit more and more every single year. Your thoughts on Rory? I think I went to the idea, and, and the question was, will Rory win a major this year and play the, uh, throughout the good back seven years? And I said yes. And, I, and I'm always very, very hopeful when it comes to Rory because I am a fan. I mean, I like to stay objective and I do cover the PGA Tour. However, it's hard not to like Rory. I mean, anyone that's had an opportunity to sit and talk with him, it's really hard not to like Rory. 
And that being said, before the quarantine and before everything shut down in March, he was playing probably some of the best golf of anyone on the planet. He hadn't finished outside the top five through the, the Players' Championship in March. And he came back, and it, it just didn't feel right. And you could tell that he, he was out of sync, that he wasn't comfortable on the golf course. He spoke about numerous times. He didn't like playing in front of an empty field. Like, not having fans out there bothered him. He's not the only one that said that, but certainly it was part of it. I think next year as we get back closer to something normal, however close that might be, I think next year as we get back to he's a little bit back more into more of the form that he likes, I still like the skill set. You still have to like the talent. There's nothing about his game that would say, oh, or he's reaching a point where he can't win anymore. And you start pointing at places, certainly Augusta National, where that's the one that stands out, right? That's the career right. grand slam that completes it. I, I really, I still like his chances. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to get to a point in Rory's career for quite a while until I start saying that, until I get to the point that I would say that, no, he can't win. Yeah. So um, this week, uh, a new week on the PGA Tour starting 2021 in January. And of course, it's the, the basically the tournament of champions over there in Maui. Uh, one of the new things this week is the pace of play policy. It was supposed to be implemented last year, but it's going to be implemented this week on the PGA tour and is being implemented. Um, your thoughts about that policy and what it entails and uh, how you think it's going to work out. I went back to, I was kind of writing about this earlier this week and I, I went back to some earlier in my career and I would have some, the, the older players or even the older journalists who, every time this would come up, would just roll their eyes. And you guys have been around the game long enough, you know this, that when pace of play came up, they would, there's nothing you could do. Like, we've talked ourselves blue in the face, like, let's just move on. It's going to be slow on the PGA Tour. That's just life as it is. However, that being said, and it was sort of a confluence of all of these different things that happened at the end of 2019. And I'll point specifically to Bryson DeChambeau and what happened at the Northern Trust, which was the first playoff event. And he got caught on camera taking, I don't know, a little over two minutes to hit a putt. It was an 11-foot putt or something along that. And there was an outcry. And he got defensive, and it became a huge story. And suddenly, you could almost see the wheels moving in Ponte Beach Beach at the PGA Tour, where suddenly this has become a problem for one of their stars. And it wasn't a good look. And I, I will give them credit that they sat down and they came up with a policy that I will say to all of the grizzled veterans that were around early in my career that this can work. And it's just not me saying that. Like I had a chance to talk to players last fall and they'd already gotten an idea of a snapshot of what the tour was trying to do. Essentially, instead of focusing on groups, which is what the old policy did, when a group fell out of position then the whole group got put on the clock and that just created its own set of problems, they focus on the player and it's all about individual accountability. And I talked to one player, Harris English, last fall, who, so if you average over 45 seconds per shot, which is kind of based on a shot link data, so it's, it's quantifiable data, it, then you're put on an observation list, which means that essentially there's always going to be an official there with a stopwatch. And if you take too long on a shot, he's going to let you know about it. And then if you do it again, you're going to get a bad time, and then that can just escalate until finally you get to what everyone says is going to make a difference, is the stroke. It's a one-stroke penalty. And I talked to Harris about it, and he was told by an official that week that he was taking 44 seconds per shot. And they sat down with him, and they showed him exactly where he was taking too much time, which is around the green. And for him to explain it to me and say that, look, I needed this. It was an eye-opening experience. I need to improve. I need to get better. 
it proved to me that this policy, it may not be the panacea, it may not be the silver bullet. However, it's a step in the right direction. And, and we've been trying to get this, get moving in this direction for a long time. So I'll give the tour kudos. I hope it works. I mean, it seems like you're right. As long as we've been doing this, it feels like we've been talking about pace of play and what do you do about it. It does seem to be a problem on the greens. I just still don't see a situation coming down the stretch in a major championship that someone's going to get uh, a bad time on the green when he's got a putt to you know, take a one-shot lead with two to play in the Masters, for instance. Uh, is there some leniency for those situations? I don't know if there would be leniency for a particular situation with a player coming down late in a tournament. I will say that the WCs and the major championships, which are kind of governed by different bodies, as we all know, they are not going to adhere to the exact policy that's being used this week, for example, in Maui. However, I will, I will be curious that if you end up with a player that's coming down late who it's going to be obvious who the players are on the observation list because they're always going to have an official around them with a stopwatch. And if that player in, in a particular situation comes down the stretch, and I'll go back to let's go back to JB Home a few years ago at Torrey Pines, where I'll remember that, where it was Sunday afternoon, and he took forever to hit a shot on, on 18 with, with the tournament on the line. And I think that it will be interesting to see how the tour handles that, because the only way this policy works is if it's equally applied across the board. Well, Rex, thanks so much for taking some time. We wish you a happy new year, and uh, sorry you're not in Maui uh, this week. But uh, you know what? Florida's not a bad consolation either. No. It is not. I'll take it, and even at 60 degrees, 65 degrees, I think it was today. So I'll suffer through that. That would be vacation weather for those of us in Utah. So uh, yes. we'll, we'll stay envious of that uh, much. So, Well, we'll see how it all unfolds. Thanks so much, Rex. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, boys. See you soon. That was Rex Hogger joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, and it's brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. We'll take a short break, and the caddy joins us next. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through 
through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at hoopsvision.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the Mountain Land Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. Go to hoopsvision.com. Book your free consultation. It's a great time of year to get LASIK. So you can actually see again, you know, see better, play better. And mention Real Golf Radio, you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure from our good friends at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Here's America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio, and it's great to have him back here for another year. Caddy, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. I, I think it's the, uh, I'm looking forward to the new year whenever it starts. Well, oh, you're, you're not recognizing it yet? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not yet recognized the new year. I didn't realize there was. I know there's a Chinese New Year that's a different calendar. I didn't realize there was a Caddy New Year that had a different calendar. Or he's no, he's thinking a, about the COVID New Year. The COVID New Year. When does COVID New Year start? That's what I want to when, know. But when anyway, it, I when it gets better and we get closer to normal. 
that's right. But I digress. Um, let's. Uh, we're talking distance. I know that because I'm omniscient. I know everything. So my 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 statement right off the top of the bat is: Why do we have? Why do we think we have a problem with distance? What's the problem? We're watching. Let's let's say probably fair to argue that the distance issue really is only an issue at the very, very small top echelon of the best players in the game. I agree. Okay. Okay. So let's continue from there. So right away we say we don't have a distance problem for almost everybody playing golf. It's not a problem at all. Right. Okay, cool. The game's hard. Nobody's hitting it miles. Who's a normal golfer. The hybrid clubs that come along and make it easier. I got a buddy who's one of the best, senior amateurs in Southern California, his first iron in his bag, he's got hybrids all the way to a, it's either a seven or an eight iron wow. is his first iron. <laughs> yeah. And he's one of the best. I, he, the guy can hit it. He's good. But yeah. there you go. Anyway, let's go back now to the, to the top echelon of the game where there's been a big effect, which is obvious. Okay. Well, we all watch golf on TV mostly. That's mostly what we do is watch these guys at that level on golf. Has there anything that's gone on in the last several years that's been less entertaining about watching golf on TV? No, I agree with you. Uh, we've had this discussion in the past, Caddy. It Guys don't want to come on the PGA Tour and watch guys hit it 250 yards. They love coming in and watching guys hit it 350 yards. Yeah, it's all kind of relative, whether it's 250 or 350 or whatever until you start driving it over the greens on par fives, it's all just kind of, or driving lots of par fours. It's all right. kind of just relative. But my point is, I, I'm going to tell you that I, I, I don't, now I would like to see golf played a little bit more like it was when I was growing up, but let's throw that out. The bottom line is, if you just objectively ask in the court of law, Your Honor, has this damaged the game at the pro level for enjoyment to watch and play I don't think so. I think you got a look at the crop of players who are at the top of the game. Um, they're all good personalities. We've had great runs and all this has happened in this bomber era and stuff. So I'm just going to offer that. I don't really feel there's damage that's been done. Now you could argue they've obsoleted the classic golf courses. They're flying it over bunkers. It's just not like it used to be. Well, that's true. But I'll also say that the score's on a heck of a lot different either. The score that Bryson DeChambeau shot to win the U.S. Open at Wingfoot was not, it's like almost identical to 1984 when Fuzzy won, wasn't it? Or yeah. one of those years. I mean, Close. it wasn't 1974, yep. but it was right there with 84. You looked at the board, I'm like, wow, there were like two guys under par, just like there were at this one. And, you know, whatever. It just, it, I was like, well, the scores weren't. The first round scores were pretty impressive because you shot the lowest score ever shot at Wingfoot and there were five guys in there. But by the end of the week, it's kind of the same old leaderboard from 30 years ago. Yeah. Let me give you, let me so, take it a step further, Caddy. You, you hit on something that's really interesting. The why do guys like to go to watch professional sports? They like to see things that they don't, that, that, that amazes them. That's do. impressive, right? Yep. Let's go right. to the NBA. Mm-hmm. What, what is the NBA game? There's two, there's two shots in the NBA. There's the dunk. Pointer and dunk. That's it. Yep. And does anyone do you, does does Sports Center ever show anything that's not a 
three-pointer or a dunk. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, you know, you could say, well, geez, you know, the old George Gervin Iceman finger roll is just a thing of the past. Okay, there is something cool about that, but I don't think we want to just necessarily have everybody go back and make dunking illegal just so we can see George Gervin moves. Or take away the three-point line. Right. I, I, you know, back to Bob Cousy days when he didn't have a three. So going with that same understanding, do you really want to roll these guys back to where they're hitting it? You know, especially if you had bifurcation, you would be rolling it back to say, hey, these guys are now hitting it same as I am because they're hitting a limited ball or a limited driver. Yeah, I don't. Um, but the, the, the big takeaway I'm, 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 you know, getting on here is that it's not causing a problem in the game. The, the problem it's causing is that people are feeling the need to, to rebuild all these classical golf courses and jack the tees back 7,000 yards and things like that. Um, you know, that, and that does kind of stink. That, that's the one effect, no question. That's just a physical effect uh, that is a reality at that very level. That affects about... 20 golf courses in the entire world over the last 10 years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I mean, really a, a gun or less. Maybe Marion did a little bit here and there with some keys. Uh, Firestone always had room to jack them back and they did, but it, it's Torrey just, pines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's as quite as much of a problem as the, the thing is everybody at that top level of the game is, is really, focused and involved at the very tiny top level of the game. And so that's where the big change is. So it it makes you think, oh my gosh, this is a huge thing. When it's really not a huge thing in the game in general, it's just a huge thing at the very tiny top of the game. But having said, having, okay, well, having said all that, I'd love to see the ball rolled back for them. And the, the guys have to play a different game than they're playing now. But that's because I'm a grumpy old man who grew up with the game played in a certain way, and it's now played differently. And okay, okay, well, Caddy, let me let me you know. let me interject here for just a second. So if we go to this brand of Chambly, roll. I don't know how you stop me. Um, I don't know how you yep. stop. Me. You're on a roll back. Uh, that's what you're on. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But Brandel Brandel made the the comment. I know you've read a little bit of the article that we don't need to roll back. And the way you combat distance on the PGA Tour is through agronomy. And he said that he puts the blame on course speed and setup. Fairway heights have decreased from three-fourths of an inch to three-sixteenths of an inch. And he, he talked about how if you were to roll, uh, revert back to those three-fourths of an inch, which is basically 1980 fairway lengths, right. it would limit drive six to 12 yards. And, and so that's kind of where he's saying. His conclusion is higher fairways, higher rough, and higher greens will solve most of golf's problems. I just, I'm curious as a, as the guy that's out there making books, I mean, you know, as much about golf courses and agronomy and all that. What what is your thoughts when you hear something like that? Like, Hey, let's, let's slow down the golf course rather than roll back the equipment. Well, my first question would be, why do we need to combat distance? Well, that goes back to the premise that we talked about. Yeah, but let's, but obviously people. Let's assume we do. Yeah. Okay. Assume we do. What, how do we do it? Right. Well, one thing we know, and this is our, this is almost a religious belief on this show because I've pounded it so much into the, 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 the thoughts that it's the, what makes the scores go up. Firm fast greens. 
firm, fast greens. So slowing down the yep. greens is like, what? Now, what Brandel's suggesting there is slowing down to the greens to the point where you can't putt very well anymore. Um, I don't agree with that at all. Inconsistency. I love inconsistency of the turf grass on the greens. Well, if you want inconsistency, just bring the metal spikes back. running 12 or 13 (laughs) every week. Well, look, I I would absolutely love to see not poor conditions, but different conditions versus the tour kind of homogenizes conditions every week. Let's get the sand this deep. Let's get the greens 11 and a half on the stem. Let's do this. Let's, the rough varies, probably more depending on nature than anything else. But there is like, let's do it the same every week kind of a thing. And I think it'd be cool to see a lot different stuff. Some weeks you got slow green, some weeks fast green, some weeks soft green. I mean, you kind of have the soft and firm stuff anyway. Mother Nature controls that. Um, but what was what was Tiger's like, Achilles heel in his heyday? Slow greens. 100%. Oh, he he never liked slow greens. I mean, if he, he was struggled, yeah. if, if he was in the pl- British Open because of slow greens. That's right. If he was playing mm. bad, number one excuse you could expect, couldn't get the speed of the greens. Greens are too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I I that's not Listen, that's not combat slowing down the greens is not combating distance. That's trying to alter the scores. There's a difference. Maybe it's Combating a speed up distance. play too. Uh, yeah. So speeding up play, yeah. uh, you slow down greens. You, you to to ten and a half or ten. You a hundred percent. You speed up play. It's almost for a professional golfer inside of twenty feet. There's no such thing as a three putt when the greens are rolling ten ten and a half. Right. It's just not going to happen. Because you're not going to you're you're, you're, knock it by three, four, five feet. Right. Right, you're never going to have that slippery four and a half footer coming back on a twelve foot right. putt. Oops, what did I right. do? It's never yeah. going to happen. But uh, yeah, I I, I like the. I had a good conversation. I probably brought this up with with Captain. I call him Captain Jim Fuhrer because you know, he was captain, and just about talking about the U.S. Open Brandle things like that. And he said, "Well, if we both miss a fairway, he's so far past me. He gets. I'm, he says he's hitting the." He, Jim's trying to hit a six iron out of the rough and, and Bryson's hitting a wedge out of the rough and you can hit a wedge out, but you can't hit a six iron out. So how do you deal with that? Well, the, you know, the graduated rough, you grow it deeper as you go further. You can do things like that. Probably not that difficult to do. Might look a little weird. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I definitely look, I am way in the camp of, I don't like, the, the fact that I believe that golf has become more of a physical game and less, less of a skill game and less of a thinking game. I'll tell you how I really believe that. I've had a, a number of caddies on the PGA Tour tell me that in the last couple of years, what's happened with the course management is guys don't think anymore. They just pull out whatever club they can hit furthest and do it. So, Bob, remember number 11 at Nearfield Village? Yes. A par five. Correct. Guys are hitting it in the right first cut of the first fairway. Think about that shot. You have to cut it around the trees, and you've got a creek you're running right along the whole time if yes. you want to go from the green out of that right first cut. And it's absolutely normal for guys to whip out a three wood and try that shot. Like it's nothing. And, of course, half the time it goes dead straight, and they hit it in the water because it doesn't cut. But they just don't care. 
they just go, apparently, it's just this ultra-aggressive game going on right now. I I can't say this for certain because I have not been out there caddying for a while, but I've, I've gotten that from more than a few caddies who have been out there a long time saying, you just can't believe how aggressive everybody is now. So the game's maybe gone, you know, in reality really has gone to being a little more physical, a little more strength, meaning more than thinking and skillful shot making. Um, mm-hmm. all, all, all the golfers in general at the higher levels, what do they really respect? They kind of, they kind of, it's all about ball striking. How, I hated, yep. you know, how did you play? Oh, I, I played really good, but I just didn't score. Well, like we've said before, what does that mean? I just hit it good, right? But but that's what that's what really means something to everybody. Winning winning means something to a lot of people. But but hitting the ball really well, you're always happy when you hit the ball well to some degree, if not a big degree, because you know you can do it when you're hitting it good. Um, hit the ball well kinda, and put uh, the ball well too. Yeah, but a lot of guys look down on great putters, right? Especially the guys who can't putt. They kind of look at them like, well, you know, putting, if you could putt, right? you're not really yeah. worth it. But, you know, you're, yeah. It's like, what, what's the, <laughs> I love the, I'm, I'm trying to remember that story, the hot dog story with mm-hmm. your dad. Ben That's Hogan what I was thinking too. I, mean, I, I just love that story. And then, and then Hogan putt. comes up I to him later. I hot dogs and he's from like, you on the, on the ninth green. Yep. Exactly. And then, and then later Ben comes up to him like in, 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 in private and goes, at colonial, at yeah. colonial. Yeah. Can you teach me how to putt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Billy, teach me how to putt. Yeah. I just love that story. That is so good. But, uh, listen, I'm going to, I think I've, um, I've run out of, out of my stroke allotment here. <laughs> it is about that I'm time. I'm not even letting you guys, I'm yeah. not even, this That's is okay. what my sister calls a, my sister calls this a bro cast. When I come on and she just, she decides, well, I'm just going to put down the phone and go make some dinner and then come back and he'll still be talking and it's okay. It's the broadcast. Well, it has been a couple of weeks, so we wanted to make sure you were able to get that off your chest. Hey, do you think you can digest this in the, in, in 30 seconds or, or 60 seconds that the tour has implemented a new pace of play, uh, trying to stop slow play out on the PGA tour. Are you familiar with the policy? I'm not, but I can tell you, I went out to Torrey Pines a couple years ago, walked right out of the north course, par five, number five. It was painful how long it took between shots. And I was like, wow, how, how, how do people watch this? So I'm big, on, I'm big on speeding up play. What's the new policy? So the new policy is they're not necessarily dealing with groups. They're dealing with individuals and putting players on a list every week. Uh, those players will have a rules official with them that will be timing their shots. If they're over 45 seconds, um, of course, they're going to put them on the clock. If they have two bad times during the tournament, they'll get a one-shot penalty. It's not during the round. Um, and uh, and so it's, uh, it's a little bit more geared towards individual players, and people can go yep. on the list or off the list. So, And it's starting mm-hmm. – it's starting – this week, and it has started this week in Maui. Mm. So they're targeting players yes. versus the group. Oh, wow. I had yeah. a caddy telling me that. And it's all shot link kept- data to begin with, going on and off mm. the list. Mm. And you can see, based I- on that data, 
where you spend the most time and what you spend the most time doing. So, so guys can actually look at what they do and improve. Huh. Well, that's pretty cool when you get them an objective thing to, to, it just shows you it's one thing for everybody to tell you you're slow, but when it's right there and, and factually put down there, right. it's kind of hard to deny it. Yep. You don't want to be a slow play denier. So yep. the, the, I heard a funny story and it's second hand, of course, but, um, heard a couple players on tour who were notoriously fast players. And one of them would definitely let you know what he thinks about everybody. And, uh, I won't mention him by name, but he has won four majors. Anyway, he, apparently he and this other guy who was really fast, who's from Tennessee. I won't mention him by name either. One of their strategies when they get in with a slow group, I just love this, is they, they intentionally play extremely slow until they get put on the clock. And then they just take off and do their normal speed just to mess with the slow guy. I thought that's great. So you <laughs> That's know. impressive Look, that a fast um, guy can play slow. Well, they, they just... It's it's a it's a it's an evil strategy, and I like it. I love it. And of course, we'll never <laughs> let the truth get in the way of a good story because that's second or third hand stuff. But I loved it when I heard it. I, I think like, the caddy just said he that? loves evil. I think that's what yeah, he said. He does love. Yeah. Evil. Well, you know, every, everybody loves a little bit of evil. Mm. So I asked I asked an evil looking woman one time. We may have discussed this one, but I asked her. I said, "Is it true that when you say no, you really mean yes?" And she looked right at me and said. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Caddy. With that, we're going to let you go, buddy. Great to visit with you. Happy New Year. We'll talk next week. Thank you, gentlemen. That was the Caddy, and it's brought to you in part by Get Some Guns and Ammo. they got four locations up and down the Wasatch Front. They have a large selection of range gun rentals, so you can try it before you buy it. you got to love it. Beginners welcome. Go to Get Some Guns and Ammo. Open seven days a week. More coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe 
sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals, so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the show. It's Mountland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, again, Maui, Tournament of Champions being played on the PGA Tour. Uh, we're kicked off things with uh, as far as storylines go and, and what our predictions are. I think when you look at biggest stories in the game for 2021, it has to come down to COVID. I'm tired of talking about COVID, though, so I'm going to skip to the Ryder Cup because anytime it's a Ryder yeah. Cup year, that tends to be the thing that we talk about the most going into the offseason. So I'm looking forward to a spirited Ryder Cup one that the U.S. brings back that little gold cup and uh, defends on Steve Stricker's home soil there in Wisconsin at Whistling Straits. And I think the other thing that uh, we've got to be mindful of is we have the Olympics again this mm. year with golf in there. So that'll be fun to watch as well. For just the second time in golf's return to the Olympics. So, yeah, that will yep. be something to watch also. Hey, there's so much more we got to get into, and uh, we're out of time for this week, but we'll do it in the upcoming weeks. We're on every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to our great sponsors. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. A big shout-out to our producer, Dave Glauser. We'll see you next week right here on 1280 The Zone.
Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week.